dream is a wish your heart makes. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since Bob Saget was our TV dad, now guides on your nostalgic tour of Disney history. One magical film at a time. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we discover animals make great musical instruments as we review Steamboat Willie and other early Mickey Mouse cartoons. So please, buckle your safety restraints and pull up on the yellow strap. It's time to open the vault. Cue that disney sound effect. Okay, Eddie, Steamboat Willie, take us back in time. We are doing a brand new thing here. We're going to go back through the original Disney content. And where most people thought we were going to start with the movies, you said, let's start before that. So take us back, Eddie. What's happening here? Why are we starting with the shorts? Well, as Walt would uh, often say, or most famously said, uh, I hope we never lose sight of one thing, that it all started with a mouse. Uh, that is what made Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Animation Studios, really what everything else was built upon, right? Like, you don't have anything else unless you have Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is not just a like a corporate icon or symbol like we have to remember no he is the the character that really launched this whole um the whole company but i also think like the whole lore of who walt disney is um you know it it begins with disney's first character that really he was known for uh, many people don't know this was actually Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. In recent years, it's a little more popular. Like you can meet him at like Disney's California Adventure, at back, uh, Disney's yeah. Hollywood Studios. They brought him back because they gained the rights uh, just a few years ago to have him That's back. Crazy. Yes, they that gained long. the rights back. Wow! It it actually was shook out in a deal with Universal because it was huh. Universal who had gained the rights to Oswald. And so in a couple of, you know, the different things they had been negotiating with Universal, that was one of the things that they had thrown in there was like, hey, we want the rights to Oswald back. Um, Yeah, so Oswald was his first most famous character uh, created in 1927. And then uh, it was taken from him by the studio, unbeknownst to him, like he had actually signed it off. So as the legend goes, and... Everybody's quick to admit, like, this is definitely legend. You don't know exactly how Mickey was <laughs> created. Stories. But the legend. Stories. Yeah, and characters. Right. As the legend goes, Disney, Walt Disney is at a, stu- at a meeting with the studio in New York City when he discovers they are taking uh, not only Oswald the Lucky Rabbit from him, but like all of his animators. Like, he's pretty much left with his brother. And Ub Iwerks. These are the only people pretty much that are are left. And so he sends an infamous telegram from New York City back to Hollywood to say pretty much, hey, we've lost Mickey. I'm sorry. (laughs) There I slipped. Hey, we've lost Oswald the Rabbit. Don't worry. I have a plan. 
Walt Disney, of course, doesn't have a plan, but he assumes by the time I make the cross-continental trek on a train, mind you, like we're not hopping on planes <laughs> at this time. He's got to take a train all the way across the country. Yeah. He assumes I will have something figured out by then. And on this train ride, as the legend goes, he creates the character of Mickey Mouse, or at the time he called him Mortimer Mouse. Oh, and it was his name. wife, Lillian. <laughs> It was his wife, Lillian, who said, no, I think it needs to be more of an everyday man's type of name. Why don't you call him Mickey Mouse? Good Irish name. Um, and <laughs> yeah, bring him back to the studio. And it is actually of Iwerks who creates the official look and style of what uh, Mickey Mouse comes uh, to be known for uh, and is the first animator on uh, a Mickey Mouse short. So more or less, that's the legend there's other stories. There's a kind of even other legends of how that was created. Um, but that is kind of the the tale as it is told. And I wasn't uh, aware of this until I uh, was rereading. I pulled dusted off my copy um, of one of my favorite books, which is Neil Gabler's uh, biography, Walt Disney, The Triumph of the American Imagination, which is a massive, I don't know, it might be 700, 1,000 pages, this, this thing is sitting on my desk. But rereading through that, it was interesting that Steamboat Willie is not the first of all the shorts that uh, were made for Mickey. Like, I just assumed this is the most iconic one. This is the original one. And it was the first one to be distributed, as far as I as far as far I can tell. But it wasn't the first one made. There, This was like the third of about four. The third. Had, the third that he had yeah. made. He had, The first initial one they had made um, was Plane Crazy, uh, which is Mickey making this little uh, plane to fly off. It's a it's an ode to uh, Lindbergh and and the the travels that he had just done at the time. Uh, then you've got Gallop and Gaucho <laughs> as well. It's this other random one as well. And then and then you finally get uh, Steamboat Willie. That's the third one, but that was the one they really had high hopes for. And Ed, you want to talk us, mm-hmm. what was so impactful about this one? Like what was so different about this one that kind of why it became uh, the 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 great like iconic film that it was like there was a technological thing that they were really going for on this one. Yeah. So with Plane Crazy and Galloping Gaucho, those are both silent cartoons, right? Like you've Mickey's not talking Um, You may have some like music playing in the background, uh, but when they are initially created, they are silent animation there. You know, this is still in the era of silent films where we're transitioning to the talkies, as it were. Right. And so with Steamboat Willie, um, Walt does something very interesting. It's, It's not that it's the first animated film with sound associated with it. Like we're, we're getting a little technical here, but it was very technical, uh, especially for the time. Steamboat Willie was the first synchronized sound with a cartoon. And particularly that the synchronized sound is not just in the voice. That's a huge thing. Like Mickey's talking and you see the sound actually synchronized to his to his mouth. That's a huge leap forward. But what Steamboat Willie does that is really revolutionary, like nothing had ever been seen like this before, is that the music and the sound effects are also synchronized to 
the animation. And it is mind-blowing when you when you watch this. Like when you go back and you re-watch Steamboat Willie, it actually is quite incredible how well synchronized uh like the the smokestacks on the boat are bouncing up and down to both the music and the sound effect of the of the smoke and everything. And and, and that's all throughout, right? Like we we joked about the the animals and stuff before, but as they're they're playing the music, it's actually quite well synchronized and and when you hear stories about the production that was the you know hair pulling part of all of this that took them you know it was painstaking for them to get this right because they're on the cutting edge of the technology mm-hmm. but yep. it's also what just blows this up like you have to go to the theaters you have to go see steamboat willie we've never seen or heard anything like this before this is also the origin of another iconic disney um contraption or device through this and the way that they actually were able to sync it, they were having a lot of issues and spending thousands and thousands of dollars to try to get this synced music to work and all the sound effects and stuff like that. Instead of having like a dude on a piano next to the the movie theater, it, he'd be playing the music and then they'd be in tambourines and other things to simulate all of that. Now it's synced, but it was really hard to get all that to work. It's, it's the cutting edge, like Eddie said, um, like you said, uh, but the way that they figured it out, how to how to how to crack this code and how to make it easy for the the composer to to orchestrate all of this was also the origin of the bouncing ball. He literally animated a bouncing ball in the recording studio for them to actually know how fast they need to run things, when they need to cue certain things. The little bouncing ball went from thing to thing, and now that's become an iconic and almost kind of a, a joke of of uh, of a contraption if you a see that yeah of a single yeah. of a sing along yeah, yeah. but we've seen it now in uh on Disney Plus uh we got the sing along version of Encanto and of Frozen and it lights up yeah. the 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 lyrics but that bouncing ball that was basically a device that they they needed to be able to actually make this thing possible because they were up a creek they couldn't figure it out and they did that and then it was it worked immediately and so that's a funny story in of how it made it but then it became this iconic piece uh from then on yeah, and, and and I think we cannot overstate the the cultural impact of of Mickey and of you know and and of course I mean it, it begins here with Steamboat Willie the first time that the 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 public came to know him right um, you 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 have no greater pop icon symbol. You, you you get close to it with things like a, like a Coca-Cola symbol. Um, but there is there is nothing that is both um, a, an icon, but also a, an identifiable character that has now just kind of grown since this point to kind of be something that no matter where you go in the world, quite literally, like that's not a figurative statement. That is a very literal statement. No matter where you go in the world, you will see symbols, interpretations of this character that starts at a black and white synchronized sound cartoon in the late 1920s. You know, you're you're at the end of the Roaring Twenties, right before the, the Great Depression starts, and you get this everyman character that kind of pops on the scene that's also zany and, and kind of crazy and, you know, uh, 
a, a little weird, you know, especially now Very you look weird. back at some of the sequences in these and you go, wow, it, it's endearing. And you can see why uh, Mickey in this early iteration and in and, and all of these earlier iterations really just is is so silly and fun that everybody just kind of gravitates towards him and he explodes to become just this huge, huge icon. It's even interesting to me to watch the early ones, the plain crazy, especially that's the one that had a little bit of a higher resolution, the gaucho one. I couldn't couldn't, couldn't see very well because it's a pretty blurry, <laughs> ripped version of it. But even the progression from that Mickey Mouse one, which they were just trying to get anything out the door so they could save their company, keep it going and and get this new character off the ground. Um, but then even when you when you go to Steamboat Willie, just it's funny to see how different that character is from the one we are used to now, the overly polished, but a lot more detail than they had back then. Uh, probably the the most stark one is probably when when Minnie is running beside the boat. It's probably like the lowest of <laughs> of like detail on the animation, animation of just her running mm-hmm. on the side trying to catch the boat. Uh, you can definitely tell when it's like him with all the pots and pans. They've given even all the little ladders and stuff its own little little design and detail. But there's no like clouds in the sky, no nothing. It is very stark, and part of that is uh, because they were rushing this thing out the door rushing it as hard and as they a, could it's a handful of people too like you're mm. not having this a few people yeah. team of animators but i would even argue that those sequences here in steamboat willie as rudimentary if you want to use that term yep. just kind of compared to what we see now as rudimentary as they are they still hold like they still compel you through the story like they're just still like I, I love that you brought up the 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 sequence of Minnie running alongside the river, coming, you know, trying to get in uh, onto the boat. Uh, very simple lines, like there is nothing detailed whatsoever in all of that. But the movement that they communicate, and even the depth of field that they communicate throughout that whole sequence, really is is still entertaining. Like it still feels action packed. Even though it's just so simple, it's just very few lines on a piece of paper. I was actually speaking of details and just there were when I went back and watched Plane Crazy specifically, because a lot of uh, Willie of Steamboat Willie is a setup and then they're there for a little bit and they're kind of making making like they're playing with pots and pans or pigs or whatever or goats. Um, other than the running on the side, I was actually pretty impressed when I went back and rewatched Plane Crazy, which that's on Disney Plus. You got to go to YouTube to search in Plane Crazy on YouTube. Um, the transitions in Plane Crazy are pretty incredible, especially when you think of the time. Yeah. The 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 most craziest one being, of course, the udders of the cow taking over <laughs> the screen, but then you're suddenly lifted into the air. Um, but there's a lot of like him opening his mouth and screaming and then you rush through his mouth. They use a lot of all black yeah. transitions, which is also a filmmaking. It's very cinematic in the way that they the they POV, the, the POV right? There's yeah. that whole sequence as they're flying down the street and you've got that that one person point of view and you're almost hitting the telephone wires through all of that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're right. That's very cinematic. I think that's a good way of saying that. I 
the the POV came up several times. It was also in Gaucho. It was also in Se- where you're all of a sudden like looks like you're looking through binoculars. And sometimes it's I think in in playing crazy, it was to good effect because you look like you're looking through binoculars at a plane out in the distance. Mm-hmm. I think they have it in Gaucho, and it's just a dude playing a, a drum next to him. And he it goes to the POV view. And I'm like, why are we here right now? Why do we need yeah. why do we need the the circle? The circle you can kind of describe it, but like the circle view. I don't think we really need that right now. The thing that's definitely the biggest stark contrast, and it came up even inside of if you guys uh go watch on Disney Plus, Mickey, the story of a mouse, is just how un um unpolished he is and how kind of uh he, he like makes fun of Minnie and he like yeah. pokes fun at her and then he's trying to get a kiss from her and she doesn't want to give it. So then he flies his planes in circles to get her to get more scared to want to give him the almost like threatening her to some degree. It's kind of awkward, but overall, it's there's a junior lot- high. He's a junior yeah. higher is what he is. Like these are as I'm watching this, I'm like, these are things like junior high boys do to try and get girls to like them. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really, you know, make a lot of sense in all of it. But yeah, like you get comfortable with the idea of like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for your toddlers oh, yeah. or the the Mickey ultra Mouse that you would meet at the Mickey. park. Yeah, like these ultra sanitized. And you go back and it's like, actually, no, like Mickey started uh, really zany, really crazy. Uh, and a lot of fun. And 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 I, I'm glad that you brought up the the documentary because I I I actually just rewatched it again, like right before we hopped on. Cause I'm like, I want to have some of these things fresh in my mind. It's definitely the the company's story of Mickey. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I feel like they do the just desserts of kind of going, here's where we stepped wrong. Here's where, you know, he has grown to be who he is. Suing it's definitely daycares. worth the watch. <laughs> Suing daycares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, good good on them for telling telling the whole story and all of that. Because um, that's a part of the story with Mickey is, like, he did grow to become such a huge thing. And they fought some really ugly battles against, like, daycares in order to keep their copyright on him. Uh, which I think is uh, an interesting point with uh, Steamboat Willie being uh, released in 1928. His copyright comes due here. I want to say in what two, two or three years. It's a hundred. It's a hundred year copyright. Yep, and they're yeah. the reasons. Yeah, I remember being in college, and they they had just moved the date from uh, seventy five years when when the when is when the copyright expires to a hundred years. They had just made that decision, and now we're right up against the deadline again. And we've already seen Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's out there. It's ready. To, it's it's out there in the public. We've already got horror films made. Winnie the Pooh. I don't think they can push it off much longer. But and and Mickey is the is the character that's that's up at the at the chopping block for them. Of like, we can probably start making well, our own it, Disney character study, <laughs> our own Disney merchandise. Well, I doubt it. I I think Disney is they're going to continue. They're going to continue to defend that. Um, and I think they're going to make, we're going to start seeing like a whole new level of, of copyright law being, you know, litigated because it's not like they, they've stopped using Steamboat Willie, like, especially in the past 10, 15 years, you've seen a huge resurgence 
in the original iteration of the character of Steamboat Willie, right? He is now, that is now the symbol of Disney Animation Studios. The beginning of every movie, I want to say since, what, Tangled, Princess and the Frog, somewhere in there, you've seen the the Steamboat Willie and the whistle yep. and everything mm-hmm. at the beginning of every animated film. It, you know, he's being featured in different things. He's featured in a couple of shows in the parks now, like Steamboat Willie is featured. Um in toys, I actually have right here on my desk. Look at that. I keep a toy. For those of you watching on YouTube, I've got a Steamboat Willie like right here on my desk that came in like a collection of all the different Mickeys right there with uh, uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. And the Mickey um, on your shirt right now, your, your swag right now. And I'm Mickey on my shirt. Like I'm showing I, I've got some love for the mouse here. Uh, it'll be interesting what they what they litigate with all that. I don't think Disney will just let Mickey go or Steamboat Willie Mickey go quietly into the uh, lack of copyright there. One of the questions I had when I was watching this was, who is Willie? Like who is, who, it's obviously not the captain of the boat because that is Pete. Um, which he was introduced in the the Galloping Gaucho. That's his first introduction to this series. But it's it's he's right up there. He's in the second film that they made with with him, and then he obviously goes on throughout the entire entirety of Mickey's Mickey's journey. Um, but I was always I was that was one of my first questions rewatching this was like, okay, what's interesting about this? I've seen this how many times? Like um, over just even in the introductions. But Willie, who is Willie? Why Steamboat Willie? And didn't have to take long to, to find it out, doing some research. And uh, there's two major songs in this, in this movie, one of which is uh, Turkey in the Straw, which is throughout a lot of it, especially with the goat, the da 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 that whole song. But the song that he's actually singing um, is the song is called Steamboat Bill. That's the name of the actual song that Mickey is singing that... Um, um, is so iconic, and so they just named the boat Steamboat Willie, named them, they named that it, and that's been the that that's kind of how we got there. I wasn't, I had never really known. I just always heard it called Steamboat Willie, and had no idea where that came from. So that was something I learned uh, going back through this journey and, and rewatching this. So I did not know that you just taught me something new. Booyah! I got to stump Eddie at least Boom. once once an episode. He stumps me about thirteen <laughs> other times. So no, no. Um, I just, I, I, what was interesting is, so just personally speaking, uh, I maybe had seen Steamboat Willie, like the full cartoon somewhere along the way. I don't know. Like it, it was familiar to me, but not right. It was known to me, but it wasn't familiar to me, I guess is the better way to put that. Um, and then my mom found, and I should have brought it so I could show you the kids have a little board book that like mom found at like a Goodwill or something or at a garage sale. That is like the, the, the frames of the cartoon. That is the story. And the kids started just reading this. And I didn't realize like she had given it. She was like, here, you know, here's a Mickey book I picked up at a garage sale or whatever. And so like my kids became obsessed. I mean, obsessed with this book. (laughs) And so when it came out, like when they finally put Steamboat Willie out on Disney plus, I was like, Hey, let's sit down. Let's watch this cartoon. It has become one of my kids 
favorite cartoons to watch. Like they will ask for it by name. Daddy, can we sit down and watch Steamboat Willie? Do they call it Steamboat Willie? And it's interesting because it's like name of it. Yeah. Well, I think by now, especially Lewis, a little more developed speech, you know, he'll kind of say, uh, uh, you know, straight up Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. Um, <laughs> Steamboat Willie. And, and I, I got to say, like, to me, I think that speaks volumes about this, that a, a cartoon from 1928 is captivating the imaginations of at least my little kids all the way now in 2023. What? Like, to me, like, like, that's just kind of insane. That's just kind of crazy. But when you stop and you watch this, yeah, it's fun. Like, it's crazy. It is lighthearted. It is, I think, for me, well establishes the, the cartoon logic, you know, the cartoon laws of physics, which, in other words, like, they don't exist. And you kind of <laughs> do whatever you want and play with it. Um <laughs> Right? Like, and, stretch, and, don't break. And, uh, <laughs> Bend, don't break. <laughs> you know, oh, the cow doesn't fit into the strap. So we just feed it more straw really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it'll, it'll fit. You crank the goat. Um, crank the goat. Yeah. Honestly, the um, most, the, like, the only thing that was unsettling to me was the pig. I don't know what it was about the pig when he turns it upside down and he's playing yes. on playing, the nipples yes. of the pig, where yeah. I'm just like, Okay, you've gone a little too far for me. I don't know what it was. I was just like, no. Then he's whirling around the cat, and then I'm laughing out loud. That was that one was funny, but the whirling around of the cat—that is the moment where you're just like, yes, I love this. This is this is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, like it. It is a really for me. It holds up. Like it is just as as entertaining and fun as anything else. And, and I have to say, like, we were already pretty big fans of the 2013 Mickey shorts that started coming out. Now known on Disney Plus as like the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse. There's now a ride based off of that version of Mickey. In both which, Disneyland they, which they brought and back Disney's some of, studios, which they brought back some of the fun and some of the crazy zaniness. Not as yeah, polished. and I, you and I, you I, you are the I, reason that I have watched those. Because at first I didn't like them because I'm like this is not the Mickey that I know. But you have slowly wooed me over to your side <laughs> that they actually are more interesting and more fun than the Mickey that I I've I've known for most of my life. And I will tell you this, and this is a big statement. I would dare to guess if if Disney Plus would allow us to like look at the analytics, I would venture to guess we watched those Mickey Mouse shorts more than anything else on Disney Plus. Like when we just want, hey, let's let's sit down as a family. We've got like five, 10 minutes or whatever. Let's just watch a couple of like Mickey Mouse cartoons. Like we actually have a a, a family tradition. Every Friday morning, the kids come running in and we climb on mom and dad's bed. I pull open the iPad and we sit there and we watch four Mickey Mouse shorts before we go have breakfast. And the reason it's four, I'll tell you this, is yeah, because I, like, I start specific. one and then the little button. 
Then the little then the little button pops out the bottom at the end of the episode to like next episode. So Lewis has to click that button. Well, if Lewis gets to click the button, then Eileen gets to click the button, which gets us to three episodes. And now Asa has to click the button. He can so now click we're up to four now? episodes. He's, he's that is why we wow. He can click them now. Yeah. He's yeah, almost two. That's um, crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, we watch these on a regular basis and I... I heard them describe like what they were going for, but I don't think you fully understand what they were doing in these new shorts unless you know Steamboat Willie, Plane Crazy, and, and even the 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 band concert for uh, as well to be thrown in there. Is this pre World War II? I mean, this is what you learn in the Mickey Mouse cart, uh, documentary uh, that I would say is a must watch. You got to watch pre World War II. You had this like crazy zany light-hearted weird mickey mouse right and they recapture that in these new shorts uh so much so that sadly they just released the very last wonderful world of mickey mouse they are no longer going to be making that those mickey mouse shorts anymore the very last one just came out a couple of weeks ago like two weeks ago and it is called The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse Steamboat Silly. Oh, so this is brand and new. I had never seen it before until you told me to watch it. Steamboat Silly is brand new. And it is the last one. And in it, they kind of give an homage to many of those early Disney, uh, those early uh, Mickey Mouse cartoons, specifically Steamboat Willie. And it is I think it's hilarious. I really love the cartoon. I love how they are in many ways like irreverent. Oh, 100%. About their own, you know, Mickey Mouse They're character. stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, and they just, um, it, yeah, it's like, yes, that is the Mickey that everybody fell in love with at the beginning and the Mickey we never should have let go of. And good on them to like go back to that and actually like reach into the vault, pull Mickey back out and be like, no, this is truly at his heart who Mickey Mouse is. It was a very fun. It was very fun to revisit that, to, to watch that one after watching. All I, I've got to also show you. Ooh, I've got my you, kids drawing pages. Oh, here, it's beautiful. And they're literally it's from the Mickey Mouse shorts. That's how much like we are obsessed with these these shorts. And if you would like, like to like, right see Eddie's kids magical drawings you can watch us on youtube <laughs> this is a great plug for the fact that all of our videos are on youtube so you can go watch and see all of eddie's beautiful drawings yes i uh, that one was a fun one. I'm, I'm glad that I, I i was feeling sad that i'd never seen that before and i'd been holding back for some reason but it's brand new so i don't feel as bad it's brand new so it's like to, only two or three weeks old so not to spoil the party or anything like that i want to i want to just say for a second when you say the story of of Steamboat Willie, I would say that <laughs> story is a very loose, very loose term. Th- yes, it is a story in the sense of there's a beginning, a middle, and an it's end. It's situational comedy. It's gags. It's a bunch of yeah. gags, physical comedy, just one to another to another to another. And it ends abruptly. Like, I was... Because I hadn't really like I, I'd seen it in the background. I never just sat down and just watched it and analyzed it beginning to end. 
and he gets thrown in the cupboard or in in the in wherever to then start peeling potatoes. The bird comes in, the parrot comes in, he throws potatoes at it, and then it's like drowning and he's laughing on it while it's like <laughs> d- d- drowning. And then it's just done. There is no like he doesn't we don't know if he gets back with Minnie. We don't know anything. It just is done. And that's where I go back to this story itself was they say it was written in a single day and then they they got the animation done very very quickly and rushed it cuz they spent most of their money and majority of time on the the um the, the music, technology the, the technology yeah, the, the audio and stuff and that's how it skyrocketed in fame so i'm not i'm not negating that i'm just saying if we're going to look at it as like a story of something telling us a compelling story. Someone wants something, they get to it, they get it or they don't like they have a character arc in it. There is none of that, that, that will then be in our next, next episode. I'm sure with snow white, mm-hmm. potentially uh, I'm, I'm guessing I haven't watched it in forever. So we're going to revisit it again, but I just want to call out the word story is a very loose term in well, a lot of y- these. I think you got to remember, you know, what these were created for. You know, these were created to kind of go before uh, other films in mm-hmm. the theaters, or they were just kind of strung together, like kids could go pay their their nickel and sit in the theater and yeah. watch a couple of the, all of these. Uh, and and this is very much true for most of those early cartoons and in Walt Disney Studios cartoons because you have. Like Silly Symphonies. This is another one that's, uh, you know, uh, Disney is known for. And they're kind of early Fantasia, really. There is not a story to it. It's just kind of crazy, zany, silly things that are going on. And it's funny. It's, you know. But yes, you're right. Like, nobody is sitting down and feeling a, a strong story in all of this. But what I would argue is that even in here, you see the beginnings of a strong character. I would agree with that. Right? Like, you see the, the fundamentals of this is who this character is. Um, and I and, and even more so, I think it's interesting in these, these early ones, these three that we're referencing here, um, you see Mickey, Minnie, Pete. I mean, I think if you were to ask the average person, like, who was Mickey and Minnie's first friend to be featured? Somebody would guess like, you know, Pluto, Donald Duck, Donald Duck Goofy, you know, not Pete. And then the but next one is like Clarabelle the cow. You do have a villain though. You know, like they, we, they, they did at least get do that have right. The first, the first, first film with, with Mickey, he's kind of, he's not the villain, but he's kind of antagonistic to Minnie in the film to some degree. Yeah. But by the second film, they're like, we need a, a recurring villain that we can root against. And they get it and right. they get that right in the second one. He's kind of in this, but he's not really the source of the antagon- antagonism, the source of conflict in this. He's kind of just the the uh, the adult that comes in and says, hey, you need to stop doing this and do this instead. And um, they're not really against each other that much. Uh, it, it's more so in the Galloping Gaucho, but you're right. Like we do get Pete here early on, which um, Pete just made his theme park debut uh, earlier this year. Wow, that he was long, never wow. a he was never a walk around character. And when Disneyland redid 
uh, Mickey's Toontown, they brought Pete as a walk around character. Like you can now finally meet Pete at Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland. Is he there cool? for villain night or whatever that is? The what? What's that night at Disneyland? No, he's just there. He's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's just there. He's just a part of it all. So. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all very, very interesting. Um, one quick side note, we will see Mickey again here soon. Um, there is a new uh, short coming out. It's not a part of the Mickey shorts I was talking about before. But uh, you know how every animated film has a short before it when it comes to theaters. The new film, Wish, coming out in November, which kind of marks the hundred year uh, anniversary of the company is going to have a short at the beginning of it called Once Upon a Studio, which is kind of a homage to all the great characters of Disney hmm. going back to Mickey Mouse. There's also the genie with never before heard audio from Robin Williams that they used from the recording studio. And even Josh Gad is in it as as Olaf. So we this short apparently is going to kind of give us a full look at uh, Disney Animation Studios called Once Upon a Studio uh, coming out uh, before Wish here in November. So we will continue to see lots of Mickey uh, in 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 different shorts and stuff in animation. Okay, Eddie, we are introducing a brand new rating system. Eddie was very particular. He did not want us to be comparing the the movies we just got finished uh, re- reviewing 1988 to 2005 our childhood films uh he wanted a different one so we went to the drawing board and created a brand new rating system still one to five don't know that we're going to be doing any gummy worm gummy worms in this uh but so and no halves there's no halves in this one. Oh, that's like, going to make it more difficult Ooh, i didn't know about that i don't full, know if i, did I agree to this i don't know if i agreed to this so uh so one to five, five really the great the great stuff that is essential. We're calling that essential. Four is classic. Three is entertaining. Two interesting. And one, this is our favorite. Back in the vault. Just shove it back in the vault in the vault. So that's what we're gonna be our rating system for all the movies we're doing from 1988 to 1988. 786. I don't think there was don't, anything in 87. I, I I feel like these need uh, sound effects with them. Like as soon as you said back in the vault, I just hear this clanking door, sound. Clanking door. I, I I'll want, work on that. Maybe we'll have that by the time this actually airs. And Yeah, like each one kind of has its own. Or when we rate it, like a, a nice little sound effect uh, is played with all of that. So Probably like a round of applause what? for Essential maybe. Classic <laughs> is like a ding or something. Entertaining is zany. Interesting is like a wah, wah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll make all these with my mouth. It's <laughs> <Just> like wah, wah. <laughs> Please. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Now that you've said it out loud, that has to happen. Uh, okay. So uh, I say we just, we are just rating like Steamboat Willie. That's, that's fine. With since me. that is the first iteration uh, released of Mickey Mouse. So JB, what is your rating of Steamboat Willie? Well, it's really a question of whether it's a five or a four. Because there's no way that you can under 
underrank this like that you just mm-hmm. you just can't um and i keep trying to figure out if the story part of it is a detractor from this but it's just it's hard to not say this isn't essential essential disney films it's we're we're heavy nostalgia here and this is it's the iconic moment that is played before every disney animated film now so i'm just gonna have to stick with five essential for this one you know what this is gonna surprise you a little bit oh my gosh but i'm also gonna go with essential you threw me for just a second for a little bit there's no way he doesn't call this essential there's no way. This is essential. Uh, honestly, I don't think you have a more, especially nowadays, with it being the, what would you call that? The bumper, uh, the, the logo. Yeah. Uh, before every Disney animated film. Sonic I don't think branding. you have a. Mo- Eddie, Eddie, this is, it's Sonic branding. This is, <laughs> Sonic. I've learned that this whistle, being at Ramsey. I don't, I don't even want to attempt the whistle because it is so clear and so iconic. I'll let you just. Well, it's in our it's in our intro now, so like you you know it. Steamboat um, Bill song is what I'm going to call it. Yes. For now. I'm not going to call it Steamboat Bill. I'm going to call it Steamboat Bill because now I know it came from the, that 1911 song. <laughs> there's nothing. I I don't know if there's an another piece of animation that is as iconic or probably better stated, more influential. I I, I you know there are others that you can bring up and you can talk about it, but I think at the end of the day. If you were to say what is the most influential piece of animation in film history, I think you have to go with Steamboat Willie. I think you just have to. Like it it introduces the most iconic animated character of all time in Mickey Mouse. It introduces synchronized sound, right? And arguably, I, I don't think it's arguably, it does. It launches the most influential animation studio of all time. I think I just gave you three solid reasons. Steamboat Willie is the most influential piece of animation in film history. Somewhere, Luxo is like, hold my beer. And it's going to try to make a case, but not today. It's not going to be my, I'm not going to be making I, that case. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's a case to be made. I, I think you're totally right, but it's on the heels of that. Like it's always gonna, you know, it's just going to be a, a little bit. So here's what I'm going to say to all of our listeners. I think I'm going to go a little bit different order than I had, I had originally thought, but I think I would say start with Mickey, the story of a mouse documentary. Go watch that. If you've not seen this, this is actually a really good little documentary. I like the even just the uh, the little side story of them animating the the Mickey in a minute cartoon. Uh, It's just kind of fun to see not just the story and influence of Mickey, but also the mechanics of pencil drawn ink and paint animation, how all that happened. Start there. Watch that. Then go watch Steamboat Willie and then go watch Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse Steamboat Silly just to kind of bookend that experience a little bit. That is your watching uh, homework this week. Watch those three things. It's not going to take up that much time. That's that's under two hours to watch all of that. Well, now you've got some homework, dear listener, and now we filled you up with some great um, Disney nostalgia So to end this, we're going to kind of end with uh, a little bit of some Disney news, some recent things happening 
for the house of mouse and specifically when it comes to entertainment films streaming that kind of stuff first off eddie ahsoka just launched this past week um as people are listening to this right now there's two episodes there's three episodes out now that they have to watch um what has been your first reactions to the series um don't want to put any words in your mouth. Just go for it. What are, what are you feeling right now as a Star Wars fan? Um, my first is I feel like I missed out on Star Wars Rebels. Um, you know, there's obviously like cute. I I've not watched Star Wars Rebels, uh, the the cartoon series, and so I I'm I'm feeling it a lot as I watch this. There's just kind of elements where there's pieces that I'm I'm missing. Um, yeah, I mean it I've only watched two episodes, so this is this is still new. Um I'm going to hold my full review, but so far it, I would say it hasn't grabbed me like like the first couple episodes of like uh Andor or uh Mandalorian did. Um but it, it does kind of make me want to go like, "Ooh, I think I missed something with Star Wars Rebels. I I may need to go back and watch that." I'm very glad that I watched the everything you need to know in 16 minutes about <laughs> as many of these characters as I could find. That definitely helped a ton before going back and watching it. I would say that the first, I don't even know how to, how to put it on a time frame. The first, like, let's just say 15 minutes of this, of that first episode, I was like, this is the most on point tone energy um set design feel i would music everything felt like it was at a hundred of like a hundred out of a hundred all the right all playing all the right notes then we got a major character introduced that has kind of annoyed me ever since (laughs) and it's getting it's getting a little it's i don't even know i don't want to spoil it for people but it definitely took a turn for me. I don't want to give away a lot. I don't want to say a ton, but right now I am not feeling very excited about, about it. Honestly, I feel like a roller coaster happened where I was at cloud nine for a good long while. And then it just, it went somewhere else. And I think that uh, they are relying on people's fondness for the rebel series, partially because Dave Filoni is heading this this story, uh, so yeah. I am very, I'm getting slightly worried. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep an open mind, but I'm getting a little, little, little worried about what's happening so far, and hoping really a lot for tomorrow for more the next episode to reveal some more or something. I have to confess, I watched the first episode. And then didn't watch the second one until several days later. Wow! Like it that just is, didn't didn't pull didn't me to pull, the next didn't one. Pull you quick. to the next one. This is it's not going well, guys. But I, I have high hopes. I'm I'm still like I think you hit on it. Um, they've set the stage for a lot. There's some really fun. I like the the um, the the villain characters. Uh, I think I think they're interesting. Um, so I think, you know, there's, there's hope for it. I'm, I'm excited for it. The, what else do we have in news? Uh, so we only have a minimal, we only have minimal news on the WGA, uh, battle that's been going on. They're still on strike. It's still going. 
but the studios brought forth their proposal and then leaked it to the media immediately after it wasn't immediately ratified by the WGA. I don't know why they thought that. And there's been a lot of news about how they are disappointed that the WGA, the Writers Guild, didn't ratify it, that they are keeping this strike going. And of course, yeah. our friend Iger is right at the front of all of this and getting getting the heat, a lot of the heat. But what is so funny oh, Bob. is that they've now... They've, they are now getting a crisis PR firm involved, the same ones that were involved to help the, the pizza company during Pizzagate <laughs> several years ago that happened. They are, they are now right at the front of all of this having to having to because they've realized they have played their cards horribly wrong and nobody is on their side. And that is the producers guild, right? Like they're the ones that have, have hired no. this. No, 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 no. Or it's, Disney. it's, it's, Dis, it's, it's all of those ah. studios. It's Disney and it's, yeah. Uh, oh, Netflix. that's what I mean. Like the, yeah, yeah. The studios, all the, studi- guild or all whatever. the studios, the studios guild. Yeah. Not pretty. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, in some positive Disney mo- news, a new TV spot dropped for Wish, the upcoming animated film. Um, previously, we had kind of like hinted, speculated, maybe Wish isn't going to be released in November. I think I'm going to change my tune now that I've yeah. seen this TV spot. I think they're going to, uh, not just because the new TV uh, spot, but also this movie was made specifically to kind of be a celebration of Disney animation over the past, you know, hundred years. There's obvious references in this movie to like all of Disney canon. Um, So I don't think they can miss this opportunity. Like they're launched, they're, they're releasing this within a month of the, of the company's 100 year anniversary. That being said, this TV short, I mean, it's like 30 seconds, but man, does it look good. And I was like immediately pulled in and interested going, this looks really fun and interesting. I mean, you got me with um, with a talking goat, you know, that that all automatically gets me a little <laughs> little intrigued. Um, but it yeah, it just I'm like, OK, this looks like some classic, some classic Disney animation. And I'm really excited to see what this is. Well, I know what I'm getting Eddie for his birthday or Christmas is a talking, a talking goat. goat. Had no idea hey. that that enthused about it. <laughs> uh, it is the bright spot of Disney right now. The, a lot of uh, good publicity and just like like uh, vibes coming out of that that film and the reviews so far of people who can't say everything but are saying good things. But when you mentioned earlier in this podcast that uh, it's very pointed to and the 100 the disney 100 that made me change my tune as well i was like yeah this thing almost has to come out this year even has though that the studios and dune dune is one of the first films that actually pushed their release date first big film to push their release date to 2024 because of not having actors to promote the film but yep. of any of them to come out i think this is going this is going to be it and i think so I don't know about you, but this weekend was $4 movie theater tickets in here in the States. At least it was amazing. It was awesome. And it was a packed theater packed everything this weekend for all the people rushing. We saw all the people coming for Barbie and Oppenheimer 
And I think yeah. that there's only so many animated films out there. They're going to have to release this one this year. So I would also agree. $4 movies. That's fun. Eddie, you didn't hear about this? It was the best thing no. ever. It was so good. It was great. I went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Got to see it. Oh, I want to see con- that. Confirmed that probably not going to take my, my six-year-old son to go see it, but um, it was a lot of fun. So... Yeah, I almost took Lewis to go see it, and I was I read a couple of reviews. And I'm like, mm, eh, maybe not, but a little yeah, on the hold edge. off. Yeah, but Wish, I I hope we can go take the whole family maybe and see Wish. But before we go, Eddie, I hope you and the family have a good week. I hope so as well. Uh, we are still riding the Star Wars themed birthday party wave. And I have now begun to introduce Lewis to the prequels. He knew the originals quite well. And so uh, just today we watched we watched them in bites, you know, little bits. So we uh, we just watched the first 30 minutes of Attack of the Clones. Uh, so please be be praying for me as I navigate the awkward love scenes between <laughs> uh, Anakin and, and, and Padme and uh the bad mullet on obi-wan kenobi uh and we're still working on how to say obi-wan kenobi he can't fully get it out it's obi kano uh obi-wan kano you know just every version of it uh comes out but it's not right there so that's what the week ahead looks like for me that's adorable And with that, you've got your weekly dose of Disney nostalgia. Be sure to subscribe to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast and give us a look on YouTube as well. And while you're there, please like or leave a five-star review and share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com where you can see all our nostalgic reviews of Disney movies. Tune in next week as we review Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Thank you for listening. And remember, all aboard the Nostalgia Train.